0: Good evening. It is time for today's tax talk. I'm your host, I'm attorney Stephen Leahy. It is Wednesday. Stop stopped thinking about that. Wednesday, November 2nd, the year of our Lord 2022. And uh the IRS is coming, they're revising some numbers from 2014. Uh we're gonna talk about that today. You won't want to miss it. Uh Won't you join us? Uh Uh-oh. Let's start. One day I'll make it flawless, you'll see. So so today we're going to talk about the tax gap the tax gap is the difference between what the IRS collects and what they think they should collect. And they're going back and amending uh, the numbers from 2014. Now, I don't know why they're doing it. I can guess. And, uh, you know, one thing that I've been pretty critical about their estimates all along, this is an estimate that they come up with every year, that they put out every year. It's usually, it's usually been around $240 billion, right? Uh, Earlier this year, when they started talking about the um, the IRS increasing the IRS and giving them more money, that number grew to $400 billion, and then some were even estimating that it was $1 trillion. And one of the reasons why they were doing that was because they were trying to be able to pay for the Build Back Better plan, which was going to be $2 trillion. So if they could say, well, look, $1 trillion is, is being wasted because in the tax gap, And we're just going to increase the IRS. And they're going to collect that $1 trillion. And that's why Joe Biden kept saying, well, it doesn't cost anything. We're just going to get it. We don't have to raise taxes or anything. It's not going to cost any more money. All we have to do is collect from the people who are cheating. And that'll pay for everything. Uh, Easier said than done. Uh, The tax gap, I believe, is not what they say it is. And even if it were, and it's not, but even if it were, They're never going to be able to collect all of it. They don't even know where it comes from. Remember, these are all estimates. Or as we say, some will say an estimate is a guess. They're guessing. They don't know. How can you go back six years ago, eight years ago now, 2014, and revise numbers from eight years ago? Is that really what the IRS is doing now? They're going back and they're still studying from eight years ago? Don't they have their hands full with what happened last year? rather than what happened eight years ago. you know, Why are they spending time doing that? And again, the reason is that that way, if they increase it from eight years ago, and then every other year it gets increased, now when they come up with the trillion dollars, it doesn't seem like such a big leap, right? Because every year it got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And now it's $1 trillion. Um, and so I think that's what's going on here. So there's a couple of stories, and we're, let's go to the stories and find out... Um, find out about this so let's get rid of that let's do this growing tax gap shows need for better service compliance irs says i think this is a account account of journal of accountancy um, the annual tax gap averaged 496 billion for the years 2014 through 2016 again this is the new number and that figure is likely to grow grow again they're still growing that number The IRS said Friday in its latest set set of tax gap estimates, the gross tax gap is the difference between the estimated tax liability for the period and the amount that taxpayers pay on time. Based on projections for 2017 and 2019, the estimated tax gap is projected to be $540 billion per year, the IRS said. See, they're trying to grow it from those because when they came out with those, every year they come out with the tax gap from the year before, it's never been $540 billion. The 2014 through 2016 estimate annual tax gap is an increase of over $58 billion from the estimate for tax years for 2011 and 2013. These findings underscore the importance of ensuring fairness in our nation's tax system, says outgoing Commissioner Chuck Reddick. Good riddance. Although the guy that they're going to get is no better than Chuck Reddick, so it's it's not a big improvement. The increase in the ta- here they're just they're just carrying the water for the for the administration. The increase in the tax gap estimates reflects that the IRS needs to do more, both in improving tax service as well as working to improve tax compliance. We need to do more. That's why we needed eighty billion dollars to do more. That's why we have to double the size of our of our. Um, employees to do more. They got to do more. The IRS also estimates that after late payments and IRS collection efforts, an estimated $68 billion per year will be collected. An additional $68 billion. See, it doesn't cost anything. We'll just collect more, making the net tax gap $428 billion annually for years 14 through 16. Well, that 14 is almost at the, at the, uh, statute of limitations. It's ten years from the date that it's due. That would be 2015 for many people. It would be due in 2015. Ten years from that would be 2025. We're already going into 2025, 24, uh, three. I'm sorry. Between the two periods of 2011 and 14, 13, and 2014 through 16, the ex- estimated tax total tax liability increased by by over 23. percent I don't know if you know this, right? But the the amount of money that the IRS um, collected this year and is an all-time record. So because they're collecting more, they say that they're missing more. You get the logic? I don't. The tax gap estimates show about 85%, and it's always about 85%, of the taxes were paid voluntarily and on time a slight improvement from 83.7% in the revised tax year 2011-2013. See, the revised, they, they increased it. So that number went down, because. but it's always around 85%. After IRS compliance efforts are considered, the estimated share of taxes eventually paid is expected to be 87% because a lot of people who pay late, they do pay, but they pay late. Three figures go into the gross tax gap, and for 2014 to 2016, estimate they were 39 billion for people who did not file taxes, 398 billion for underreporting. That's again, that's the guess. They they don't know how much was underreported. Again, they look at the number that they collect and they say, ah, oh, that's about 85 percent. So 15 percent, they 15 percent is the tax gap. Uh. Uh, $398 billion from underreporting or taxes that are under, understated on returns that are filed timely and $59 billion from underpayment or taxes reported but not paid. So let's get that again. $398 billion, the bulk of this, is from underreporting or taxes that are understated on returns that are filed timely. So people file, they pay taxes, but they really are hiding some income. And again, if that and that's what well we're going to get into this because they talk about it. Here. The association, the associated voluntary compliance rate for 2017 and 2019 is projected to be 85.1 percent. See, I said it's almost always right around 85 uh, percent. If they go down, because then it looks like more people are cheating, and it's to their benefit now to show us that uh, that people are cheating and that they need this 80 billion dollars because the Republicans are now are uh, threatening to. Hold up that eighty billion dollars. So now they're going to say, "Well, look, you're you're just helping cheaters," and that's just not true. The IRS projects that the period uh, that period another seventy billion per year will eventually be collected, which uh, which yields an annual net tax projection of four hundred seventy billion dollars for tax years seventeen through nineteen. To project the projected tax gaps, components are forty one billion for non filing, four hundred thirty three billion for under reporting, and sixty six billion for under payment so as people as people pay more taxes they cheat more eh, I don't know a small increase in the voluntary compliance rate makes a big difference in the amount of money collected a one percent point a one percentage point increase in voluntary compliance would bring in about 40 billion dollars the IRS said keeping the voluntary compliance rate as high as possible ensures the taxpayers believe our system is fair I think one of the reasons why that they have this problem is because people don't believe it's fair And I don't mean fair because some people aren't paying. I think our tax system just isn't fair. The vast majority of taxpayers strive to pay what they owe on time. Those who do not pay their fair share ultimately shift the tax burden to those people who do, which fuels the tax gap. Um, I don't know if that's true. Uh, If I pay what I have to pay, um, if the the, uh, government collects more, do you think that they'll pay down the deficit or they'll just spend it? Which one do you think they'll do? I think they'll just spend it. That's my opinion. So here's another story. Same thing. Um, IRS fines number of unpaid taxes rises, fueling growth of tax gap. The gap between the amount of taxes paid and what was owed by existing tax law increased by over $58 billion, according to the Internal Revenue Service. Again, where are these estimates coming from? And why in 2022, almost 2023, are we revising numbers from 2014? You have to ask yourself that question. Why are they doing that? The IRS released its new estimate on tax gap on Friday, which found the difference grew to $496 billion for the years 2014 to 2016, up from $438 billion in the previous three-year estimate. Again, these estimates are done every year. They, they had these estimates. We can go back and look at all the records of the IRS, and every year they tell you what the tax gap is. I should have pulled those up because we could see that that it was in the $240 billion, $250 billion range. These findings underscore the importance of ensuring fairness in our nation's tax system, as we already heard from the, the outgoing commissioner. The increases of tax gap estimates reflect that the IRS needs to do more, both in improving tax service as well as improved tax compliance. We already read that from the outgoing commissioner. The IRS said its estimate may not capture the full extent of possible noncompliance due to a limited data of some sources of income, digital assets, and offshore bank accounts. So we just raised it a bunch, but it should be more. Why didn't you put that in your estimate? Well, it's more. No matter what we say, it's more nearly 400 billion of the gross tax gap is attributed to underreporting or the amount of taxes owed be being understated on a filed return most of what of that underreporting comes from income that is subject to limited or this is listen to this now this is this is the scary part in my mind most of the underreporting comes from income that is subject to limited or no third party information reporting such as pass through income from partnerships or sole proprietorships Kathleen Bryant, a legal research associate at the Tax Law Center in New York University, proposals to, strengthen, proposals to strengthen information reporting requirements would make certain types of income more visible to the IRS and to taxpayers. So that's what they're talking about, about going after everybody's bank account. They want you to report how much money you put in every bank account that you have. That's what they're talking about here, this information reporting. And that's what's been, that's, every time they bring it up, there's a there's a big uproar about it. But they keep, And there was a big uproar about the $80 for the IRS. And the, they kept saying, oh, you know, everybody would object. And then they said, well, we're not going to do it. And then they come back, well, we're going to do it. And then they say, people would object. And, they, and then they did it, didn't they? They did it whether you liked it or not. And that's what's going to happen here with this. Unless we're very vigilant in stopping this, that they're going to go after everybody's Uh, bank statements. And you're going to have to wait till next year when you're doing the 1099k because of your Venmo account. And that's coming. Proposals to strengthen information reporting requirements would make certain types of income more visible. For example, the bipartisan infrastructure package enacted last year will impose reporting requirements on brokers or cryptocurrencies and other digital assets to reduce opportunities for tax evasion in that industry. Those are the 1099k. And I don't know, I guess it was bipartisan, but nobody even knew that was in the plan. That's the American Rescue Plan, you know, because the, they were rescuing us. So they put a lot of things in there that nobody knew about. And so then they say, well, it was bipartisan. Everybody agreed to this. No, they didn't. They didn't even know it was in the bill. That's the tax. That's the Nancy Pelosi. You know, that's, we got we to pass the bill to find out what's in it. About $39 billion comes from failing to file or pay taxes on time, and $59 billion from underpayment. The tax gap has grown over time as the IRS has struggled to keep up with the complicated tax system due to the lack of investment spending they're talking about. The, the, the IRS has $14 billion a year and it's a lack of spending in an agency that resulted in limited resources and outdated technology. We've been spending $10 billion or more on the IRS for many years. And they've had programs to upgrade all of the technology where they spent billions of dollars, and now they're telling us they don't have the technology, even though we've spent billions of dollars in technology on the for the IRS. And now they're telling us they still don't have it. So we're giving them more money. Then we're going to get it. All this time we didn't get it, but now we are. I don't know. I'm I'm skeptical. Um, uh, technology preventing proper enforcement of the tax code and audits on higher income. Democrats provided the IRS with an eighty billion dollar. The Democrats gave them eighty billion dollars, or the American people gave them eighty million dollars, billion dollars. Who gave the Democrats? Did it come out of their out of their uh, coffers? No, it's coming out of the American people's coffers. So it's not the Democrats, although they passed the bill over the next ten years in the Inflation Reduction Act. The IRS remains committed to ensuring fairness and helping. I love. I love reading IRS uh, uh, statements from, from the commissioner and, and those in charge because they sound so flowery and, and important. The IRS remains committed to ensuring fairness and helping taxpayers while also working to better identify emerging compliance issues that contribute to the tax gap. The recent funding addition will help the IRS in many ways, increasing taxpayer education. Yeah, that's where it's going. Uh, significantly improving service to all taxpayers. Yeah, uh, most of the money is going to enforcement. Not to these things that he's talking about. Almost all of the money is going to enforcement. Not to these things that he's talking about. And technology, enforcement of technology. Uh, Increasing taxpayer education. Significantly improving service to all taxpayers. And focusing on high-income, high-wealth, noncompliance in a fair and impartial manner, supporting compliant taxpayers. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen announced Redding will be replaced at the end of his term in November. Longtime IRS official and Deputy Commissioner Douglas O'Donnell. They want they want really far to find someone that's unbiased <laughs> uh, will lead the agency on an interim basis. It's interim because they need Senate confirmation, and if they turns over, they may not get him confirmed. A Government Accountability Office report found the IRS was conducting 72% less audits over the last 10 years, especially among the highest earners. High-income taxpayers are about 90% less likely to be audited now than they were in 2010. Audits, they, they mean au- actual audits, they do paper audits all the time. Audits on higher-income earners can, significantly are, can be significantly more complicated. Than those lower tax brackets, which require more time and resources to go through. How are you going to train them if they're so hard to do? We got to train them with with lower income people, don't you? But you're not going to audit lower income people. So how can you train them if you don't if you don't audit lower income people? Good question. The Inflation Reduction Act's in eighty billion dollar investment in the IRS will also help reduce tax noncompliance in the long run. A decade of budget and personal. Personnel cuts have de- depleted the IRS enforcement capacity, with audit rates on large corporations and millionaires falling more than 50% and 70% reflect- reflectively since 2010. <coughs> Excuse me. Increased funding will allow the agency to increase enforcement activity on the highest income tax filers that contribute most to the tax gap. But it won't help go after lower income people. Of course it will. The power of the IRS has been abused to advance the Washington Democrats' agenda. Democrats refuse to hold the agency accountable. When Republicans earn back the majority, business as usual for the IRS will be over. Well, I think that's actually good news. Democrats said Friday's numbers are an example of why the $80 billion additional funding was necessary. There you go. That's why they have the revised numbers. That's why they have Why I've never seen them go back eight years ago and revise those numbers. I've never seen it. Maybe they, I don't think they do it routinely. And they, Why would they come out now right before the election? Why do, why do you think that is? Is it a coincidence? I don't think so. Republicans have vehemently opposed the IRS funds and warned voters of an army of IRS agents will go after middle class families. Some House, Repub- House Republicans have promised to revoke the In- Inflation Reduction Act funding if they t- retake the majority after next week's midterm elections. When Republicans earn back majorities in Congress, business as usual will be over. For, for the IRS, will be over. We'll return power to the American people and hold the IRS accountable, starting with undoing eighty-seven thousand IRS agents that Democrats hired to go after working families. I have to say, I I kind of agree. Uh, it's be to my, my benefit if if the IRS is goes if the IRS goes after more people right? I help people with tax problems. Well, if the IRS doubles their, more than doubles their enforcement, wouldn't that help me? Well, the answer is yes, it would help me. But I don't want to be helped that way. I want to help taxpayers avoid this. That's what my biggest goal is, helping taxpayers avoid this. So anyway, that's where we are. I I, I thought it was an interesting take, at least right before the election. So um, thanks so much for joining us. Remember, I'm going to ask you to like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Let's get the word out. I can't do it without you. So please uh, share uh, and subscribe to my to the channel. Um, ask you, remember, if you are facing IRS problems, if you have unfiled returns, if you owe the IRS money, first thing you should do, get a copy of my book, deal with your IRS problem today. Go to freeirsbook.com, freeirsbook.com. I pay for the book. You pay for the shipping and handling. Uh, so go to freeirsbook.com. Thanks so much for joining us here today, and we'll see you here. I probably won't be here tomorrow. I've got a, a, I'm have got going to go to the Chris Plant event here in Chicago. Uh, he's coming for WLS AM 890, and I am sponsoring that event, so I'll be out there speaking to the crowd out there. So I hope you can join us out there. Otherwise, we'll be on Friday. I have Thomas Glasgow, attorney Thomas Glasgow. who's going to be in the studio with me on Friday at 2 o'clock, so you won't want to miss that. We'll be right, live streaming, so I hope you can join us then. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us here today, and uh, we will see you uh, later. Out.